Champions Mojo is part of the CG Sports Network. I'm really going to sacrifice my body in order to achieve this result because I know that this is where I'm meant to be. Like this was a calling that I've you know now placed on my life or that I've had placed on my life. And I need to step into it in the best way possible. Otherwise, it's a waste. It's it's basically grace wasted. Welcome to the award-winning Champions Mojo, hosted by two world record-holding athletes and health, life, and leadership coaches. Be inspired as you listen to Conversations with Champions. And now, your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast. And I am with Maria Parker as usual. Hey, Maria. Hi, Kelly. It's good to be here today. Yes, today is really an exciting day because we are going to first, before we give him a a little introduction, uh, we're just going to say hi because he's right there. Hey, Michael, Andrew, welcome to Champions Mojo. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me. So good to see you again, both of you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So um, Michael really doesn't need a whole lot of introduction. He is a superstar to our swimming listeners, a world champion, uh, an innovator. Um, as you know, he, he, he's a, a huge Olympic hopeful, especially what he did this weekend. Marie's going to mention that a little bit. You know, as we always say about Michael and his family and what they've done, they've already won the gold medal. So no matter what happens here in 2021, Michael and the Andrew family has they're already world champions. So it's going to be exciting to watch, but we're not really going to talk that much about um, Olympic trials coming up in the Olympics, but we do. There's so much on Michael's plate and the Andrews family that we just want to talk about it. So Maria, you want to just give a little bit more? Sure. Intro? Yeah. Well, we're just excited to talk with Michael about his big performances this past weekend and about the New York breakers and about the new Michael Andrews swim Academy. So welcome. Really glad you're here. Thank yes. Yes. So um, first, let's truly start off, Michael, with um, the Pro Swim Series in Indianapolis. And out of all, you know, there was a big meet in Atlanta. There was a lot of pro swimming in, in Indianapolis. And you just like of if, you know, we look at the whole scheme of the weekend, you were like the top performer. I would say you got the MVP. Um you, three, well, two big PRs. Let, let's let him tell. Can we let yeah, him t- yeah. tell us? But tell I, us? I'm just kind of, no, and then so sure. tell, tell us, you know, how, how that felt and what like was the most exciting and what are you most proud of? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's a good question. So that actually, it, I feel like that came up a lot. So actually on my way home, I did a little like short Q and a, cause we were stuck on the tarmac waiting Smart. for the takeoff. And a lot of people were asking me that same question. It's like, what was your, what were you most happy with this weekend? Um, and it kind of made me think, cause you know, I looked at the weekend as a whole as a huge success, but for me, really the biggest swim was it came from my hundred breast. Um, so just kind of a quick recap from the weekend. I, I ended up going to PB in my hundred breast, hundred fly a hundredth off of my 200 IM from last year in Des Moines, which was great. Um, 58, six in the hundred breaststroke just missed the American record but was the fastest swim in history on U.S. soil, which is really cool. And then the 100 fly was a barrier broken as well. First time under 51 seconds, 50.8, another personal best. Um, That puts me number two in the world this year, I believe. And then the 200 IM puts me, I think it was fourth or fifth in the world at 156.8. So 
all really great, great swims setting me up for trials. You know, we've got four weeks to go, but I think, you know, overall that breaststroke was the biggest, uh, a half a second PB for me. Um, we looked at a lot of the data and from my 59 one, which was my best prior, I was out 15 strokes and back 19 strokes. And what was really interesting about both of my 58s is I was out 14 strokes and back 18 strokes. And we really weren't planning on swimming a longer stroke or we really, I don't even think we actually changed anything, but there must've been something in the race where my mechanics were just more efficient, more powerful, and it allowed for me to swim a very different looking race. Um, and it was cool to see that consistency through prelims and finals. Um, and just, just an overall feeling really strong. So yeah, that's kind of where I was most excited. And that's do great. you think, yeah, do you think that, that, um, you know, what easy speed or that good distance per stroke, where do you think that's come from? So a lot of people are curious, you did a little training with, uh, Tony Irvin out in, in Hawaii or, or is it your surfing or what do you think is kind of making yeah. this, this difference? Um, so yeah, no, was, I mean, man, my Hawaii trip, I could feel like we could do an entire podcast just on our time there. So we spent three weeks there. Tony got to train with us a little bit. We did some overspeed, a little bit of sprinting and suited up with him, but you know, really, I think what culminated to the huge shift in this race is a technical difference that we made. So coming off of COVID, I feel like all of my strokes had changed in a way. Some were positive some were negative, I think mostly negative. Um, and the reason I say that is because I feel like my, my initial feel for the water had disappeared a little bit. And what I've realized is as we've been in the water consistently, really since January. So we basically started from scratch in January of 2021, that consistency and that really devoted effort towards the trials push. I've seen my stroke change over this net last few months. Um, and, you know, when you, when you put your body through the critical fatigue and the stress in training, that's when you really create those new habits. And I've been able to create some new habits, specifically setting my breaststroke catch very wide, going back to that old, like super wide split, um, which is something we see in PD stroke a lot, uh, really helped me get out much faster. Cause I knew the only way I could go under 59 now is if I can be out like a 27 mid. Um, and through all of my other pro series swims, I was really struggling to just break 28 seconds. And it was because I wasn't doing my, my best up front in my arms and being able to set up that, that easy speed. So a lot of like small details, actually, I, I really, I should make a YouTube video about it, but <laughs> we'll see. Well, we, we read that you, uh, that you, uh, loved that little bit of time away that you had um, in COVID first. Do you think there, there's anything? It was so needed. Yeah. And, and the reason we went to Hawaii, so we, um, this was right after San Antonio pro series. Um, and this was what, yeah, I mean, it feels like it was so long ago, but, um, coming back from San Antonio, what I had realized is I had been missing a little bit of that specificity that comes with training in a long course pool. Cause we never really train long course. We've just always been short course meters or short course yards. Um, and we have an excellent setup here at the YMCA in Encinitas, but we really wanted to get some of that endurance training now that we're training for the 200 IM and I realized I was struggling to close my races. And so we were there for three weeks, um, super blessed. Uh, the American Renaissance Academy had a beautiful pool there in Oahu on the west side of the island. Um, I had a sponsor that was helping me with all of our accommodation. So it, 
I was able to go there and be just fully present on training and not have to stress about the finances or the pool access. Um, and then able to use like that time to make new community relationships, like just met some awesome people. You know, we spent a lot of time with Tony. Um, obviously the ocean there is incredible. So I think all of it, plus the added training and intensity just made for this really huge push. And then we came home and raced in Mission Viejo and I swam pretty poorly, I feel. Um, but what I realized was, you know, those three weeks, I had created more fatigue than I was used to. And I just had to give it some time to come back. And then we worked the speed after mission and we created the perfect storm leading up to Indy and, you know, had those awesome swims because we knew we were adding the pieces at the right time. And now we're just doing the same with these next three weeks, getting ready for trials to, to blow up. Yeah. So one, one thing we wanted to ask you about is we, you know, you were one of our very first podcasts and I don't know if you recall this or if we talked about it on the air or off the air, but it was your recalcitrance toward the 200 IM. So you, yes. you were not, you were not wanting to buy into the 200 IM, you know, yeah. your, your coach, your dad really wanted you to. And, and, you know, Maria and I were like, oh gosh, she'd be so great at the 200 IM because these four strokes are perfect. So now you, it's like, you love this event. You, you've it. embraced it. You're, you're just killing it. And um, so tell us just like, yes, for swimmers, but also for people that are trying to flip their mind around, like, oh, I'll never, you know, speak in front of a group or I'll like, this is a huge mindset shift for you. So just, can you give us some breakdown on that? Yeah, no, that's actually awesome. I've never really heard it phrased in that way. And, you know, what I've understood from this process is obviously you always hear like challenging yourself to go out of your comfort zone. It's important and it's good for you and you'll grow and stuff. But now I've seen it really firsthand. And this is also, you know, this happened a lot when I was younger um, because my mom, really my mom, more than my dad even, because dad would like, he'd probably be quicker to just let me do what I want. But mom like really knew I needed to do this. And so I think, you know, my development, I swam the four I am, I swam all the 200s, the two I am, all the hundreds, all the 50s. I did it all. Um, And then as you get older, you start to want to like centralize and focus on certain aspects, certain race. And we did that, but we always kind of experimented with new things. And there came a time, like you said, you know, the last time we spoke really was, I just didn't like the 200s at all. Didn't like the 200 I am, wouldn't give it any thought. Um, And it was world champs in 2019 we were in Guangzhou and I swam all four fifties. So it was cool. I, you know, made a, a little piece of history, like first athlete to final in all four fifties. And that's when it clicked. Uh, mentally, I realized, and this was also from coaches and friends and, you know, people have already been saying this, but now I saw it and I could like finally own it. And I realized, dang, like I do have all four strokes. What am I doing? <laughs> this Olympic potential on, these three fifties butterfly backstroke breaststroke when it's not really going to culminate to a lot. And so, you know, I, I love sprints and I'm still a sprinter at heart, but this is a season where I've now put that work into the 200 IM. And I think it was the hardest part is being able to adjust the, like, in order to be prepared for a 200 IM, I'm going to have to do a whole lot more work. And that's what I had to get over mentally. Um, but, you know, once you commit to something like that, and you fully buy into that decision, it makes it that much easier to go into a session and be like, okay, 
I'm really going to sacrifice my body in order to achieve this result, because I know that this is where I'm meant to be. Like, this was a calling that I've you know, now placed on my life or that I've had placed on my life. And I need to step into it in the best way possible. Otherwise it's a waste. It's, it's basically grace wasted. So we, we, um, our church has been so incredible recently. And we, we go to this apologetics class on Tuesday and we, we spoke about the message and it was titled grace wasted and really hit me in a big way recently, this last couple of weeks, understanding, man, if I can just continue to see everything I have as complete grace, I don't want to waste that opportunity. And so it's been really interesting to kind of uh, add that to the repertoire, but you know, it's the same thing with this past season. That's, that's what the 200 IM has been for me is I have an opportunity to swim really fast in it. And I don't know if I'll do it forever, but I think it's important for myself to continue to challenge. Um, you know, it's, and it's funny because even with this season, uh, we've got a couple more weeks of being a 200 IMer as well as the other events that I'm focusing on, but it makes me think, Oh, well, what if I just trained for like the two fly for a little bit, or I swam the 200 breasts at mission Viejo and did pretty well. And I was like, well, maybe I could do the two breasts as well. And like those kind of things, I think it opens the doors to a lot of people. If you're willing to really challenge yourself for a few months um, and give it your all. So that's so great. I mean, you did, you put it so beautifully. If you, if you challenge yourself in one area, then all of a sudden you're thinking, well, if I can do this, then maybe I can do this, this, and this. Doors in so many ways. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I also love your grace wasted because we all have talented, we all have talent and, you know, but you have to add your, the input, the hard work, the discipline. And, um, and it's a nice way to think about it that, you know, I have this gift, um, you know, and, and if, but if I don't, I don't right. do my part. It is wasted. I, I, I love that. You would feel like giving somebody a gift, like something super awesome that, you know, could help right. their lives, make their lives so much better. And it just sits in the corner and sits in the box. You're like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, it's right yeah. there. Yeah. I, I think comparing, like uh, it gave me goosebumps comparing your swimming to grace because I, I can probably speak for many, many of your fans when I watch you swim, Michael. It's grace. It's mm. it's truly watching someone with a gift, and it it's just it's phenomenal. So, um, yeah, that's a really beautiful way to put it. So, we have so many subjects we want to cover with you. So, let's quickly tell us about your new sponsor. I'm really excited. You know, you know what you went from Adidas, which was great, and that now you're t tell us what's going on. Yeah. So we are newly signed with Tier. Um, we have a few new sponsors, two, two new sponsors, but tier, be, tier being the biggest, which is really exciting. Um, you know, we, I spent six years with Adidas and we had an incredible partnership. Um, so it was, it was sad for it to go. Um, but we realized, you know, with the scope and what COVID had done, it was one of those things where Adidas was, is now getting out of swim. And so it did, it opened the door for an opportunity to us to work with an amazing company like tier and you know the negotiation process as hectic as it was was incredibly exciting incredibly rewarding um overall the company is i just i can't say enough good about them because they are a family-owned family-run company and so there's a lot of incredible values that they hold that you know the way i've done my career my whole life with my family my parents my sister being so involved it's cool to see that now i can work with a company that 
that understands that as well. Um, so just a, a huge blessing and, and, you know, to, it is, it's hard switching suits like that. Like that was one thing I was nervous of thinking, oh man, like I'm changing suits completely right before the biggest season, but they have an amazing product. Um, they have awesome athletes to back it and they've got the science in their development and I love the suits and I love the product. So it was an easy choice. And now I'm swimming really fast in their product, which makes it even easier. I was going to say, other- I think it's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Who's the other uh, sponsor? The, the other uh, no. one. It's been an amazing blessing. And then the other one is actually, I'm working with Corksicle. Um, and so they make oh. just incredible vessels. Like it's a really fun company, very out there, very bright, young. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like I never really thought, oh, I'd be sponsored by a company that makes bottles. Um, but they're an awesome team as well. Very cool. And so like those little partnerships and it's really just, you know, to see them, them along with tier and everybody that's partnering with me going into this games, it's cool to see how much they believe in the dream um, and how much they want to support me along the way. And it's just, you know, always celebrating that. That's great. So tell us about surfing. Oh my goodness. I am obsessed. Um, it was actually kind of unfortunate. While we were in Indianapolis, I missed the, we had a swell come through this past weekend. <laughs> I always hate it because I've, I mean, it's nice now. So I actually decided to unfollow everybody on Instagram um, through social media, just really cut back for the next couple of weeks going into the Olympics. And um, <laughs> a friend of mine's called me and he was like, oh, I'm going surfing tomorrow. I'm like, what size is it? So I go and look at <laughs> It's perfect. It's just really nice. Um, but no, surfing has been a huge part of my training. Um, when we first moved here, I think I, I over surfed, I surfed too much to the point where it did take away from my swimming and my training because I was so fatigued because it's a pretty tough, um, sport if you do it properly. And I was out there for hours and I was paddling nonstop. I was always looking for waves and I was riding waves, but I've gotten to a point to now where surfing is, it's therapeutic for me. Um, it's something I get to do on a rest day where I can go be in the ocean. I can completely remove myself from the chaos of training of swimming, um, you know, hectic conversations or arguments or, or working on deals and business things and truly just be in God's presence and be like, man, I am in the ocean. Like I am completely at what, like I'm surrounded by sharks and ocean and power of the waves. And like, anything can happen, but I feel so calm in this moment. Um, and to being a water baby, like being in the water is just, it's always home. Mm. And yeah. So that's one thing that's been kind of interesting with surfing is it's definitely become more of a, it's moved away from being a training tool to now being something that fuels my soul and my heart and gives me the opportunity to now train even harder outside of it. Yeah, I just, I'm obsessed with it. And I've been following the WSL. So they're all out in Australia, still surfing. And a good friend of mine, Caroline Marks is uh, just on a tear and she'll actually be competing in the Olympics this, uh, this upcoming Tokyo with surfing. And so it's like, they're which is really cool. And so, you know, I'm very much a part of that community and it's been exciting to, you know, I feel like California is like, I've been a California baby for so long, but I just, you know, it took us a while to get here. Um, <laughs> to be who you are. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I, that's great. Yeah. You, so you can, 
you've been a Californian even when you were living in Kansas, right? Yeah. So, so let's switch from the WSL, which is the World Surfing League, right, to the ISL. And uh, you are an owner of the New York Breakers. Your your mom is the one of the first women general managers. Your dad's the coach. So, what's going on with you guys? Oh my goodness, it is nonstop um, work, but it's it's fun work. I'm fortunate to not like. I'm one of, I'm like, oh, not silent owner, but owner and athlete. So I get to be the face. I get to do the, I get to do the fun job um, and just talk highly about it. But mom's been, it's been really hectic. Um, and so they're working on season three plans and getting coaches lined up and athletes recruited and working on the draft and things like that. And so, you know, it's cool. We've got everything announced now. I believe the season will start September 28th to but I think October is the first like cluster. It's going to be five weeks in Naples. And I've never been to Naples before. Uh, I've been through Italy a lot. I love the area, love the culture, and they are obsessed with swimming. The Italians love swimming. And so, you know, I, I've heard really good things from the past competition in Naples. This, I think it was this last two, two seasons ago, first season. And so I'm thrilled to be there for five weeks with my New York Breakers family. So it's hard to say, like, there's not a whole lot we can give in terms of what's happening behind the scenes, but it's going to be a big season. Um, you know, really, I feel the fact that we were able to have such a successful season two in the middle of COVID um, was very pivotal um, very, or critical, not pivotal, but critical for ISL. Um, and it's cool to see that they've weathered the storm and were able to produce those incredible results and the excitement that comes with racing in that format. And now that we're going to season three, piggybacking off of an Olympic year, it'll be cool to see how that, um, just that like attention and excitement around swimming is sustained. Um, Cause we've never had a competition like this come after the Olympics. It's usually that. And then you wait until December for short course worlds. Um, but now we'll have a whole year of swimming and people will love it. So people be- will, because they'll be following the Olympians, you know, exactly. and, and it'll, the, you're right. The attention will just continue. That's excellent for ISL. They'll all be there. And, you know, it's, it's cool to see now that sponsors are starting to get involved and TV, TV media rights. Like that was important. I think in the beginning stages, getting the, the TV and all of that into it. Um, that was hard because we didn't have a product, you know, ISL didn't have a product to promote or to say, this is what we can draw this so we can bring in, but now they've got numbers. Um, and it's much like when you race and you train, it's like, even with me, and, and we'll speak about this in a bit with the Academy is it's backed by like the excitement and stuff, but then there's actual results to support it. Um, and it's cool to see that the results are supporting ISL. It's not just hype. It's real. This is, it's a, it's the thing people are interested in. That's great. So I'm really, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to talk about the Michael Andrews swim Academy. So um, tell us about that because I, I went to the website, I visited it a little bit and it looks just amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So we're, we're still working very hard on it. Um, And we, I feel like we have been working on it for so long. Um, Really the, the brainchild of it has been five years in the making and throughout the COVID season, my dad and I had a lot of downtime, you know, we weren't training as much and we were really, we were able to now finally put um, pen and paper to action. And so we, we got to 
recording all the courses. Um, you know, we've made a course in the past, but it was, it's dated, it's old, we've learned new stuff. And as we were going through this, we're realizing, man, we're constantly learning. We are wanting to give this information to people. And through COVID, obviously, I had lost a lot of uh, sponsorships. I had lost things like um, opportunity to race. And that's where my opportunity to earn comes from. Yeah. And so how do we now use this opportunity as a positive? And we were like, we're going to create a, bris- a business. You know, and the brand has been created, like our family, myself, and the performance of the brand. And now we want to find a way to absolutely leverage this and give it out to people. And that's where the MA Swim Academy was born. Um, So inside the academy, um, everybody, once you're a part of the academy, you have access to courses. But what we're really excited about is the fact that I'm not starting this at the end of my career when I'm done. I want to take people along the journey and give them absolutely everything that we do. You know, we, we don't. Uh, we don't want to keep any secrets for ourselves. We never have. Um, with USRPT, it's simple, but people don't understand how to implement it properly. Um, we've taken the past decade of racing as a, well, almost decade of racing as a pro athlete to perfect it and to implement it and realize that this is what works for me. And there's a lot of questions surrounding it. And so we want to just give it all. Um, and then outside of that, there's other, there's so many facets to the MA Swim Academy. Like I want to, to also become a home for athletes to feel like they belong. You know, we run into a lot where um, a swimmer or a family, they realize potential in their child or in themselves. And they go to their coach and they ask, Hey, like, can we do some more race-based training? Can we do this and that? Like we see what Michael's doing and we, we love it, but we need help. Um, and a lot of the times they're turned away or even kicked out of their clubs. And that's really sad for me. And so I wanted to be a place where, people can actually join our team. So we'll have like basically LSC recognition where athletes can swim and compete under MA Swim Academy, direct access to us. We help them with training plans. We coach them. We speak with them. We work on their stroke. And, you know, when we travel, we get together, we race, we do clinics, all these things. And so that's kind of my, my vision for it. And my family's vision is to just use the results we have in swimming to, help everybody else and to really say, Hey, like, this is what we did. We think it can work for you. And we'd love to just join you in helping you with that. And, you know, it's, it's multifaceted it's technique, it's conditioning, it's psychology, it's the nutrition. So it's not just for swimmers. It's with anyone who wants to unlock that, uh, that potential as an athlete, um, whether it's to go from novice to grade or from great to pro, like whatever it is, uh, we want to help people walk that journey. How about master swimmers? Oh, perfect for master swimmers. Yeah. I I think master swimmers would love it. Absolutely. Yeah. I I, I love uh, the, I love two two special things about what you've just said is one is I'm still in the, I'm in the prime of my career. I'm taking you along. You're still going to learn stuff. I mean, you and your family and are going to learn things and you're going to, yeah, you put it out there. I love that. Um, And I love, of course, the community aspect. And the third thing is like you, you're down and out. It's COVID. And you're just like, you know what, we're going to, we're going to make lemonade. We're going to, we're going to create something new. That's such a, a champion's it attitude. It was very stressful. It was hard at times. You know, it, it takes a lot of work and the, as simple as it may seem, it's like, okay, we understand what we do and we know it to be true, but it's, 
it's hard to find a way to put it in like a digestible piece. Like we could give everybody the, the jargon and the science and the data, but that doesn't really help anybody. Um, Cause I remember when we first read it, we were like, this makes like, this really hurts my brain. And so we really do want to make it just easy to digest so that people can do the fun part. And that's swimming faster. So you worked on communicating it clearly in a way that anybody could understand it. Yeah. And, and Michael, you're, I, I think I told you this story before, but um, there's a family member that Maria knows really well. Lou Sharp was my swim coach yeah. when I was like 10. Lou Sharp is a good friend of David Salo's and Lou was way into, and Lou has unfortunately passed away now because he's an older gentleman, but he, like when you were 10, 11, 12, breaking all the national age group records, Lou would send me emails and tell me about this kid named Michael Andrew, who was doing USRPT. And so, you know, I've been a believer in, you know, making my master's career. I'm, you know, going to be in a new age group this year. And I've, I've done a lot in master's swimming successfully through USRPT. I've been using USRPT in the last five master's age groups, which is like 20 years or, you know, and, and it's been very successful. And I know a lot of people like Josh Davis and, you know, a lot of masters use it. So when I tried to study some of the other, you know, knowledge about USRPT before it was not digestible, it was kind of hard. And, and now, so this is really exciting. It's just super exciting for um, everyone that can use it from, you know, 10 year olds to a hundred year olds. So Super, super cool. And I'm super blessed to have a team that's helping me. And really that, that team is our family. Like that team doesn't change. Um, my mom's really heading a lot of the, the marketing team that we've hired to help us alongside it. And then my dad and I are creating all the material. So it's, it's, we keep For it in. people outside of the swimming world and who didn't see our first, tell us what USRPT is. Yeah. So USRPT, it's ultra short race based training. And so in a nutshell, the most important thing when I train is specificity. So the more specific to your race you can be, the better. And repetition is the, is the mother of learning or the father yep. of learning. So when, you, when you repeat a movement constantly, your brain codes those movements. It becomes subconscious so that in theory, when we race, it just happens naturally. You know. So for me, the 58.6, I've been training this for so long so now I come to race, I just know how to do it. And it's not stressful because we've done it so many times. Um, and there's a lot of confidence built in that repetition. And USRBT is a shorter form of training. It gives you a life outside of the pool. You know, you don't have to do this whole, like, destroy your body for a year, have one big taper, maybe do well, maybe hit it. Like, it's just, it's very calculated, science supported and result. uh just it's, there's results behind it. It's been really amazing. And that's, that's kind of in a nutshell, USRBT. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, yeah, we, we want to let you go, but just, you know, be the last question we always ask is what, which I'm not going to ask yet is what, <laughs> what have we not asked you? Question. Because the, so here's the second to last question. Um, so in the next month before Olympic trials, just can you give us kind of a general overview? Are you going to do long course training? Or are you just going to train in Encinitas? Uh, you know, Carlsbad has that great 50 meter pool. Are you so kind of what is the plan for the next month? Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. So we so we look at it now with like kind of three weeks at home um, starting Monday today. We are this first week is going to be very hard or uh, not not hard, but like 
it'll be hard. Yeah. So it's, it's full schedule. We're not dropping anything off. We're back into it. Um, so I swam this morning, took a nap and then I've got another swim this evening. And so Monday we'll double Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, single Wednesday. So Wednesday's our recovery day, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we actually get to go out to Coronado. Um, so team elite is currently based out of there training at the BB Mac, I believe. So we swim there in the mornings and that's when we get our 200 pace, like 200 IM work. So we do a big 200 set that day and then we'll come back and we do every other swim in our short course pool at the YMCA. So it's been really nice. And so that's what our first week will look like is Tuesday, Thursday morning, long course, everything else, short course, Wednesday recovery day with surf. Um, lots of recovery. I'm katsuing every day, all day, power dot, rolling out, getting massages, all of that. And then the second week we'll cut half. And what we mean by cut half is we will do half the amount. Uh, so half the quantity, but the intensity of speed goes up. Mm. And so the focus on making sure that our times are quicker is really important, but we're not having as much physical breakdown because we're doing half the amount of repetitions. And then the third week we go to a third. And so it'll be the same idea, but just focus on super speed not breaking down the body to a point where you like, you know, you want to make every set perfect essentially. Um, and then that will cue us up to heading into, um, Omaha on the eighth, I believe it is. And giving us a few days there to acclimatize to the time zone change, but also to the pool, the facility, the hotel, everything, and feel sharp for American records, world records, whatever it is making that team. Yeah. I, I, my money is so on, the world record in the 200 IM. I mean, it's like, yeah, that would be very nice. that, that's, that's so, so doable for you with those four strokes and destroying it. Like not just, just breaking it, but all right. Um, so our last, last question. question, yeah. Last question is, <laughs> is there anything that we didn't cover that you would like uh, our listeners to know? I think, yeah, actually. So there's one thing I can think of, and this kind of came up in a post-race interview this past weekend during the pro series is, uh, Rowdy asked me over the last few weeks, what has changed for me to like find this rhythm? Um, you know, we've been working hard physically. We've been doing everything right there. But I feel like as you guys can tell is the last couple of weeks and based on our conversation prior is like, there's been a, a lot of spiritual growth and there's mm. been a lot of really, um, our pastor spoke recently on, I'm not entirely sure the verse. I don't know if it's in second Corinthians or first Corinthians, but it's about running the race. You know, a champion runs the race to win. And afterwards I went and spoke with my pastor and he basically said like, there's so many perfect parallels to living a faith-based life, like as a Christian athlete. And what I do as an elite athlete is I, I leave no stone unturned. I'm so like diligent with what I eat, how I sleep, how I train, how I recover. It's like, that's what your faith should look like. That's what your walk with the Lord looks like. And it's interesting for me to see that correlation because I kind of always had this viewpoint that, oh, winning doesn't matter. Like win or lose, I tried my hardest. And if I'm living with purpose, like awesome, like things are good. And that's true, but it's it almost feels like the past couple of years, I, I became content or okay with not winning all the time. And when I was younger, I had this like insatiable, like, or this just, I hate to lose so much more than I like to win. And 
I'm excited to now like be getting back to that and realizing like, man, I'm called to win. Like God's called us to win, to be victors and to really work diligently towards our craft, but at the same time to do that in our walk with him. And so, you know, I attest to not being great with reading or journaling or praying all the time and those things. And so I'm trying to now parallel my life with my excellence in sport, with my excellence in faith. And I feel like, you know, obviously you're not going to always see that, that culmination uh, feed into like perfect results, like indie, like this past weekend. But I think I've, I've allowed myself, or I've positioned myself like with my heart and my physical being to now just swim super fast knowing, okay, like I'm doing this with excellence. Uh, I'm very intentional with it. And, and that's exciting. Um, Cause I, I know, and that's not like we're putting God to the test or saying like, Oh, I'm like, so holy now I can be blessed. But I do think there's something to go along with. Like if you're positioned in a, in a if you're, you know, positioned in a way to like say, okay, like I feel so free of this world and free of all the anger and the things that are being spread and the fear and all that, it gives you that opportunity to just race and to, to be really your best self. You know, it sounds like a <laughs> big, like, Woo-ha, but it is and it works and it's it's exciting so and then along with that it's like my family you know we we went through a lot of really stressful hectic things and you know there at a point was a breakup in our family and things were things were separating fast and it was really sad and I think that weighed on me emotionally as well and by the grace of God things are being restored and you know family members are getting counseling together and like working diligently towards commitments that they have made, you know, till death do us part. And it's, uh, it's really exciting to see because we are that team. We're team Andrew. And for a moment we felt like our team was, was falling apart. Um, and you know, I can swim now knowing, okay, like our team is going to do everything we can to stay that way. And yeah, just a lot of excitement that really has nothing to do with swimming um, but it shows up in the results. That's beautiful. And yes, that's beautiful. And what that really does is it, it, it takes all the pressure off of swimming because Absolutely. yeah, you want to win and you're going to do the best you can, but if you don't, you still got your whole family and your faith and you know, the, the beauty of everything. Well, we are so grateful for the time you spent with us. And, um, so much. yeah, and of course we're going to be cheering for you and praying for you and, and watching the grace that unfolds when, yes. you know, yes. when that gun goes off or the, the beep. And goes yeah. Off. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter because what you said today has inspired me so much and I'm sure it will inspire our listeners. So just keep doing, being you the best way, you know, the way God made you. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Really appreciate yeah. it. It's nice talking with you guys. Always Thank a pleasure. You. Thank you. It's now time for the takeaways. Maria, you and I have heard the takeaways are the best part of the show. That's right, Kelly, because the takeaways are curated information, which is what we give to our clients when we coach them. If you would like to take your performance to the next level in health, life, or leadership, go to our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. Yes, just click on our coaching page and book there. We're looking forward to bringing out the champion in you. And now the takeaways. Okay. So Michael, Andrew, what a superstar, just so much good stuff. If you did not listen to that whole interview, it's there. We covered everything from his new sponsorship, his swim at the pro, his swimming at the pro swim series, um, his training, going into the Olympic trials, his new sponsor, the, um, 
the New York Breakers, the Michael Andrews Swim Academy, even uh, some stuff going on with his own personal life, which was mm -hmm. really interesting. So, um, Maria, what was your your takeaway? Because we're doing one takeaway on this. Yeah. What was the main thing you're going to come out of here with that inspired? Well, I, yeah, first I have to say he's just so earnest and humble and inspirational to me. But the, but I think this was threaded throughout the interview. His faith is so important to him. And when things are, when he is in a right spot with God and his faith, then he feels like he's swimming better, like the world is going better. And um, that's true for me too. It's, it's a, it was a good reminder. It's really inspirational. It's like, yeah, you know, you, you got to be in a good place with God if you're going to be in a good place, you know, with all the other stuff you do, you can't just put that on a back burner. So I, 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 I thought that was a beautiful and inspirational message. Yeah. The part of that, that, that really touched me was the, the part about grace. Yes. You, yes. you, you love that word. Yeah, and um, I do. it's so, I it's so that wonderful word. that mm -hmm. um, he feels like the grace is there with his yeah. swimming. So yes. I love it. Uh, my takeaway was just the, this, the powerful mindset shift from, you know, last time we talked with him on champions mojo, he was dead set against the 200 IM and now he's totally embraced it. And so we talked about, you know, how did you make that shift? And he said, you know, you, you kind of can work your way into it. You, you do stuff that is hard. And then it says, well, gosh, if I, if I was good in a 50 flying, good in a 50 back and good in a 50 breast and good in a 50 free, then, you know, I might be really good if I put them all together for the 200 IM. So, yeah. um, I thought that was, was very powerful and we can transfer that to any part of our lives where, you know, if you break something down, we talk about that, that maybe, you know, you want to do something and you're good at part of it, but take that part, develop that confidence and move forward with putting it all together for one successful piece. Yeah. I got the feeling that he, that he didn't want to do the work. And then once he realized that, you know, he should, because he was good at all those that he should yes. do the work. And then yes. he made that commitment to do it. So I thought that yeah. was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Great takeaway. Such a great, great interview. I hope yeah. everybody will listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And of course we're going to be exciting, exciting year for uh, the Andrew family and all the swimming that's going on this year. So. All right. Great all right. to talk to you, Kelly. I love you yeah. so much. Love you too, Maria. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's quote of the week comes from Michael Andrew. I continue to see everything I have as complete grace. I don't want to waste that opportunity. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast with host Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Champions Mojo is produced by Cobra Media and a new episode debuts every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Follow Champions Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Champions Mojo.